In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, creating a soft place to land. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's really about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the cute dog in the Moran family studio with my beautiful wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, I'm say what's up. I'm not lovely today. I'm beautiful. Hi. I had something planned out there and you stepped all over it. It's freaking ridiculous. Anyway, you wouldn't have said any. Actually, if you would have said it, I probably would have shrieked and we would have had to put the E uh, for explicit. <laughs> yes, you are beautiful. You are lovely. You're both. You understand that? You're probably going to have to put an E on there anyway because I'm in the conversation. <laughs> True. Otherwise, shut your freaking mouth. You understand? Here we go. I'm surprised you didn't say what you normally say when it comes to me saying that. But, We're uh, on a live mic. I know. I know. Okay. Today, we are going to talk about a soft place to land. What is it? Say it. You have to because I think I know what you're thinking. Oh, she's drinking water and she's going. She she about blasted me with with a water. <laughs> Ashley would not be happy with me. Okay, well then we then I guess we can't say it. But I I think I know what you're thinking. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good for me oh, or bad God. for me. Oh God! I and I can totally picture one of the people that listens to this laughing his ass off in his truck right now because he probably knows exactly where this conversation yeah. went. Um, <sighs> it's a soft place to land though. Um, and this is something that Coach Rita taught us as a tool so that we could be Getting a safe worse. place. I know. There, there's no way to get out of it now. Like, there's no way to take a step back <laughs> and not think about it because it already went there. Gutter. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Ooh, did you just say a soft place to land? That's what she said. Okay, great. We're get, we're already getting into it, which is pretty <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's what she said again. Um there's no way around it, okay? <laughs> so I'm going to do my best to get us to a better place and not think of it in that tense, but I'm not sure if that's going to work. Anyway. Maybe I should have ran this one. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking you should have. So you want me to give you this page? <laughs> yeah, here. You take this. You wrote the outline to this particular story. Um it is really, once you get past the jokes, which I don't think we're going to get past that in this episode, but it is freaking crucial. It's just it because is, of the, the conversation prior to. Sorry. I know. It was the, <laughs> it, it the off-mic conversation that is now corrupted us in a good way. Um, but this is crucial when it comes to a different level of trust within your relationship. Um, because before we had this, I think we would second guess each other's motives. Is that fair to say? Oh yeah. And you couldn't how can you possibly be completely honest with somebody that you don't trust the information you're giving them is not going to be held against you? Because that is the worst. You say, "Hey, I'm I'm feeling this way about this situation." And it's like, "Oh, okay, no problem." But then it comes to another situation and it's like, "Oh, did I hurt your feelings?" Yeah. You get sarcastic, you you get condescending, and it's like, well, f you then. I'm never going to share anything with you again if you're gonna if you're gonna use that. Matter of fact, it might even get used against you in public. 
And that is just completely unacceptable when it comes to your deepest and your darkest feelings and secrets. Those, that's got to be respected. And I am the king of making jokes about the wrong thing. Now, there, it, this is not to say there's those things that happen in life and you make a joke and say, what, too soon? You know, I love those jokes because there's almost never too soon for me. But when it comes to serious discussion and things that are hurt, that have been hurts in the past or that are pain points in your relationship, those are not the things to joke about until you develop that particular, I don't know, I don't want to say rapport, but there are now things that were tough in our relationship that we can joke about. Um, but we had to get to that place. But we had to get to that place. And you do not use this crap against each other. Honey, this is your episode. Take it away. Okay, so when we started with Soft Place to Land, first thing that Rita taught us was what does it look like? And the reason she did that was because what I think I need in a conversation may not be what you need in a conversation. So, um, you know, Quincy can deal with telling me something that is bothering him or eating at him and I can ask I can ask questions and it's okay. Um, sometimes when I'm dealing with something, I need the questions, but I need to get it out first. And then we, it, it's just different. Um, I, sometimes I have to air something out completely. And then once it's out or unless there's something that comes up that red flags, Quincy immediately says, do I have permission to go here? That's what the soft place is. You're not attacking the person. You're not jumping down their throat. You're asking, okay, you're telling me this and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you. Do I have your permission to give what I see, what I think, what I feel? Um, but the biggest part of this was being able to know that even if it's you that I'm complaining about or if it's something that you've said or done, A, you don't tell the person how to feel. You never, ever minimize how the other person feels. You may not agree with it. I may not agree with it. But if I tell you, that's bogus. You don't feel that way. There's no reason for you to feel like that. That's not even how it happened. That's not what I meant. You just took everything that was said to you and wiped it out. And now what I say and feel has no value. Because it doesn't really matter because you're going to tell me I shouldn't feel that way anyway. So why am I going to bother to tell you? Yeah. And and that's even if what what happened or what you said or what was done it was not your intention to make them feel that way. I mean, that's respectable, but telling somebody you shouldn't feel this way because I used to do that to Jeannie all the time. Like when she was in um, Lake Havasu, you know, grandparents sitting, and she was telling me how there was a particular holiday coming up where there, you know, she wasn't going to get to be with her family. I would say, well, how do you think I felt? Look, I didn't have my parents together when I was growing up from the age of five. Um, so I didn't get to celebrate Christmas with both of them. So you should just be happy that you have this. You should feel this way. And that wasn't even, that's not even my place to, to tell her how she feels or that she should be grateful because I had it worse. Come on. I mean, I do that to the kids sometimes. I won't lie. Well, yeah, but there's a difference in teaching your kids to value what they have versus telling a person you have no right to be upset about something. Yeah, you know, I agree. I'm, I'm, the the difference with the kids, and this is just kind of a side note, is it's more about 
you know, I know you guys are complaining because you don't have the brand name or you don't have the same electronic privileges as everybody else, but here's the difference. You have this and you have a time limit. You're getting what everybody else is getting. You're just getting it in limited fashion. Other people let their kids have whatever they want for however they want to keep them out of their hair. We force our kids to spend time with us, poor things. <laughs> but it's trying to get them to understand when you're an adult and you leave, you will look back on these things and this is what you're going to want with your own family. You're going to want that connection time. You're going to want... We take soft place to land and we implement it in all relationships. We make it so that the kids have a soft place because it's hard for them to tell us things when they're teenagers. We don't use ammunition against them if they come in. Now I'm guilty. I am so guilty. I will take pot shots and make jokes if, if I can, but learning this particular principle and understanding that this was something that they said to me in confidence. This is something that they said to me because they were dealing with something. Mm -hmm. I now know don't take the shot. Yeah. They're, your spouse, your child, whomever it is, is like opening up their chest and giving you access to their heart. And you should treat that with the utmost care and respect and understand that they're being vulnerable. And if you breach that trust then chances are that's going to get closed. It's going to take more work to get it open a second time because we're, just, we're not people who are just willing to put ourselves out there um, because none of us want to be hurt. So if I could impress anything upon you guys, being a soft place for your wife to land and then fostering that particular um, part of your relationship where you both become a soft place to land and you do not use these things against each other, it will it will promote credibility within your relationship. Lots of credibility. Because then you know who you can count on. You will have a higher level of trust and respect, admiration and belief in your spouse. You know, and one thing I had to come to terms with was that I, I would have to come to the place to understand I know Jeannie well enough to know that she's not going to intentionally hurt me. Yeah. Whatever her action is, we are we both have areas in our life where we're just extremely oblivious. <laughs> because that thought wouldn't have crossed our mind to do it that way. This is just the way it came out. Yeah. But if there are things going on, it's like I know based on the relationship we have recreated and we have built that you wouldn't want to hurt me on purpose. So there has to be something deeper. Maybe it's a blind spot for you. Heck, maybe it's a blind spot for me, but I know I can go to you now and I can say something and be like, you know, I need to tell you something, but I just don't know how. And that's where we developed say it ugly and we'll clean it up. But being a soft place to land, there is so much value. It will do so much to strengthen your relationship. If you sit and you start to develop that area in your relationship. If you're looking, uh, you know, one of the things that we push all the time is you need permission. Yeah. If you cannot establish the soft place to land, you are never going to get permission. 
simple as that. Now you want to help your spouse do something that's difficult. You want to be there because you see something going on. If you cannot develop the trust and the ability to be vulnerable with your spouse and to accept your spouse's vulnerability, that's huge Mm -hmm. because some guys, and, and this was something that we struggled with. Being vulnerable is difficult. In the beginning for you, it was very difficult because you're a guy. You're supposed to be the strong one. You're supposed to have your crap together. You're supposed to protect everybody. You're, you're not supposed to have emotion. Somebody said that. Somebody said that. But the fact of the matter is you have emotion. Mm-hmm. You have moments of weakness. You have moments where I just really feel like crap and I don't get it. And you need to be able to say, this hurt me. Or this shook my confidence. Or, you know, I really trusted this person and they burned me. Mm-hmm. You have to have that ability. You also have to have the place. And in my experience, I hate admitting fear. I hate it. And it is something that I've dealt with for years. Admitting emotion and admitting fear is a weakness to me. It took a lot for me to come to a place to say, because like I've said before, I come from a place where we take shots. Shots are constantly fired. So we learned not to show weakness, not to be vulnerable. Your first one to draw blood is the one who wins. And that's, that's just how it is. And it wasn't just my family. It was just what I grew up learning in life. Unfortunately, that played over into the marriage because I was scared. We had a lot of crap going on and I was terrified. And I didn't trust you enough to be able to take care of me and to take care of the situation because we had a history of shots fired. Yeah, and you know, the fact is, is that I come from the same. Ours was just a different... Different version, same same record, yeah. you know? D- different version, because we would just hammer on each other. And it was fun until you really hurt somebody's feelings, and then it got nasty. Yeah. And I, while I still enjoy razzing and having, you know, that fun, playful banter, it just wasn't productive because it became so so habitual that you can't even get together and spend some time together without just absolutely destroying each other. And here's the truth. Recently, that's the norm. I've gotten away from that. And recently, a particular family member of mine was doing that. And I realized I was like ultra sensitive to it. But it came, what came to mind was I've decided to change my life and not be that person doesn't mean they have. That doesn't mean they have, <laughs> and it doesn't have to affect me in such a way. So kind of kind of getting back to the road of a soft place to land, what's next for but us? That was, that's a good example, though, because the person you came to with that was me. Yeah, that's true. You know, instead of going to the person and just going, ugh, what the hell is your problem, and trying to change their way of behaving to kind of go with what you wanted – you brought it to me, and, so, and and it was one of those conversations of, am I overreacting in this? Am I just being overly sensitive? Like, what is it about this is bothering me? And it came down to us having a conversation of, this is who you are. This is how you do things. This person has not gotten over these things. Yeah. And this is the only way that they know how to communicate is to, you know, banter and pick and it's not something that we like anymore. But I've also noticed our kids are picking up on that because the kids will be around somebody and something will be said. And later they'll come to me and go, you know, I just really don't like this anymore. 
I don't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. Perfect example is, um, in our house, our, our, the way we raise our kids, you take care of the mom. And the reason we do that is because my mom needed help. Quincy's mom has needed help. They've done everything in our life. Growing up, the mom took the brunt. So now that they're older and if something comes up, if it's in passing and, you know, they, it just happens to be a random, I wish I had some pearls. I've always wanted a, a set of pearls. I really, but you know, it's just one of those things. If we have the availability to give them something that they want, we get it. You know, if, if, um, there's a situation and someone is talking down, my, our kids know, our kids know if our parents are visiting and I catch you give the slightest bit of an attitude or if I catch you talking down and being demeaning to either one of our mothers, oh, hellfire's coming. And they know it. They know it. But they're the same way with me now. When friends come over or we have conversations, one of my daughters told me one day, she's like, our friends are terrified of you. Okay. They're not scared of dad. They're terrified of me. Why is that? Because you call it. Whatever they're doing, you just call it. If somebody comes in and they're BSing with you, you you just point a gun and pull it. It's like, yeah, I do. Well, I do the same thing. You do, but you do it in a different manner than I do. Yeah. You're nicer about it than I am. I just kind of, I have no filter compared to what you have. I have a, a little more color to me, we'll say. Maybe I but just need to be more cutthroat. It's not that because they need the balance. Some of their friends will come to you when they have a situation or they need to talk about something. You uh, have that approachability. I'm the one that the people come to when they just want it straight up, no BS, just tell me what it is and I'll go from there. The people that come to you are the ones that want it straight up, but they also want it with examples or they want it with a softer hand. I don't always have the softer hand. We know this about each other. That's what balances us. But that's where the vulnerability comes into play because if I can't trust that I can be me with you, I can't be me with anybody else. Yeah. You know, I'm going to put up my shield everywhere I go. And if, if, if I can't trust that I can come home and I can lower my shield. Well, I mean, and then if, what's there to say if the only person you can't be yourself around is your spouse? Yeah. Then you've right. got, you've got some things to fix and maybe, Maybe that's the case. I mean, in an episode previous to this, you were talking about changing yourself for me when I wasn't the one I didn't want you to. The only thing, you know, there's a couple things I do want you to change. Clutter. That's one of them. But that's healthy and productive change. But as far as you as a person, no. I married the rebel. I want the rebel. I like the rebel. You shouldn't make your expectations too high for me. The clutter thing has been going on for years. I'm just saying. But anyway, look at the face. Ooh, the face. What started as gutter is now at the, aw. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah, move um, on. So basically, since this is the journey episode of this, thank God, because we're all over the map. Um, a few things to look at. If, if you're creating a soft place to land, don't take it personal. Whatever is being said, you have to take you out of the equation. Do not get emotional. Do not take it personal. Even if it's about you, you need to take a step out of the situation and just listen. Do not speak. Listen. Because simply put, 
you just, you just need a place to air it out. Mm-hmm. And once it's out there, then you can ask the questions. Do you want me to address this? Do you want to know what I think? Or do you just need to get this out? This is where all of the tools start coming into play. But if you haven't created the place where you can trust, you can basically think of it this way. This is how Rita put it to me. When you first got married and it was your first night together, everybody's terrified, especially if you've never done this before, which most of us, that's not the case. But you're still nervous. The first time you come together with your spouse, you're still nervous because this is new. Mm-hmm. It might be a, you're exposing yourself. You know, maybe you're not confident in your body. Maybe you're not confident in yourself. Maybe you're not confident in what's about to happen. However you want to look at it. The way Rita brought it to me was it's like standing there and knowing on your wedding night, I'm going to be naked with this person. Mm-hmm. There's no getting away from that. It's the wedding night. This is what's going to happen. You've been planning this. You're going to have to expose yourself. Period. Now, after that first night, are you going to continue having sex with your spouse with your clothes on? Are you just going to keep putting a piece on here and there and covering things up and hiding? Or are you still going to be completely naked and open and vulnerable to your spouse? When she put it to me that way, it was a totally different mindset because I get it. Even if I'm not confident in my body, I'm never going to hide that from you. That's in that place in our marriage. That's a place I can't hide that from. It, it It's the most vulnerable place we have. That's where you need to be in your communication. You have to be able to say, I'm just going to get completely naked. Dude, we fought naked. I'm telling you, it works. If you have to go that route to get there, do it. We've had to have hard talks that way. Just because there's, there's, you can't look at each other naked and be like, "Eh," it just doesn't work. It really doesn't work. I mean, you might be able to, but I know where guys' minds are when you're naked, when your wife's naked. Um, it, what it reminds me of, you know, when we're talking about don't take it personal, it reminds me of the bikini conversation. I don't even know if you have that uh, included over there Mm-mm. or if it's coming up in a, in a future episode. But for you, to, for you to tell me what happened with that bikini when you put it on and how you felt and how it made you feel, um, you were telling me some hard things about me and how I made you feel. And I could have taken that personally. Now... If I hurt you, it hurts me to hurt you. Yeah. But if we hadn't fostered this um, concept and and really grown it as a soft place to land, I don't know if you would have been as apt to tell me how badly it hurt you or if you would have kept it in and it would have became a place of resentment. Well, and being able to in that conversation, because the first time I said it, and the look on your face, because, I, yeah, it hurt me with what his response. I came out. I had I'd been working out. I came out in a two piece bikini. I have not worn a two piece bikini in 20 years. OK, the last time he saw me in a two piece bikini, it was probably under a waterfall no. years ago. No, I saw you in some. Uh, but anyway, yeah, we I, I was excited. I'd never I haven't worn one because I've had all the C-sections and stuff. So I finally got one on and I was ecstatic because it felt great. The response I got was, that's nice. Dude, all the air is out of the balloon, and now my head is spinning, and I'm pissed because I just worked my ass off, and all I got was a, that's nice. And it wasn't intentional. 
the, the if you understand the premise of how this all came up you have to go back and listen to the other episode but we'll we'll go over it again later it was just bad timing <laughs> yeah i was but but at the same time i was in a really difficult headspace because i had chaos going on in a particular situation so i wasn't it was the end of the night hadn't got a chance to decompress at all that's making and you had no clue that i was excited and that i was you know getting all giddy about this but anyway when the conversation came about to let him know that he had hurt me i also had to tell him i i was upset at you but i was more pissed at me because i cared what you thought that the look on his face that was probably one of the hardest statements for him to hear because immediately he says okay wait i what i'm hearing is that you don't care about my opinion but that I didn't mean to hurt you so that you wouldn't care about my opinion. And that wasn't where I was going with it. I was upset because I had been working my butt off and I didn't want to hang my validation on all my hard work on just your opinion. Correct. But had I said that without us having this availability and this vulnerable space to be able to say, I'm just going to throw it out there, that would have stung you really bad for me to not care about your opinion. Yeah. Especially since you're the cheerleader that's pushing me to do all these things and to come back and say, I don't give a crap about what you think. That would have hurt you. And I know that. But yeah. it, but we had that conversation completely open where we could say, we could go back and forth. And you asked me straight up. So, I, like, you don't care what I think. That's hard for me to hear. That's not what I mean. Mm-hmm. And we were able to explain it without further hurting each other. And just had the conversation. We took the emotion out of it and just had the conversation. And it worked better. Had we not done this, had we had that conversation years ago, this would have been a bloodbath. Yeah, for sure. And and part of the conversation we might not have had. But it, it's something you learn to do when you sit in front of somebody and you're discussing something and it's about you but not taking it personal. You just kind of get to the point where it's like, I'm going... I'm personally going to just let you air this out, say what needs to be said. If it's about me, to me, I've done something, just let it get out there. And then say, okay, this is how you feel about what I've done, and I accept it. Whether or not it was what I intended, that's that's your perception and how it feels. And I'm not going to take it personal. What I'm going to do is seek to resolve things mm-hmm. for us and how can I make it better? So that, and you, that's why it's so very, very important to build a place that is soft for you both to land. And there are times where it's like, you got to put your phone down. You have to focus on one another. You have to be able to sit down and say, okay, I need to say this, and I need you to hear me. I don't know how to say it. There have just been times in our relationship where it's like, I don't know how to say this, but I'm going to say it. And then I developed, say it ugly, we'll clean it up. Just get it. Just go ahead and let it out. Go ahead and say it. And, And I know that I can say this, and if you hear something that I don't mean, then we can both work through it until you completely yeah. understand where I'm coming from. Because there are just things in life that are uncomfortable. That is that is 
just what happens in any relationship. All relationships have some sort of a season to them. And sometimes it's the winter, sometimes it's the spring, sometimes it's summer, sometimes it's fall. It's like a natural occurrence in life. Not that I'm trying to get all Socrates on you or anything. <laughs> I just noticed that. There are times because we are all personally going through different levels of adversity and growth. So this is one of those areas that has become pivotal in our relationship. I believe it became game changer in our relationship, creating that soft place to land. When we first sat down early on and had those conversations, there were things that you had to say to me and there were things I had to say to you um, about resentments that we had both built up. And I was okay to say, all right, I'm just going to hear them. I'm not going to take it personally and retaliate against you or, you know, bring things up that may have been squashed unless I'm actually feeling something about that right now. But I'm just going to allow you to let it out. Something I call let the air out of the balloon. Mm -hmm. Just let it out. Airing the grievances. And then, right, and then we can go from there. But I'm gonna I'm committed to being a soft place for you when you need to talk about whatever it is, especially when it comes to our relationship. Well, and I think one of the biggest things that Rita gave me in all of this, and um, I don't know which side of the the marriage is listening, the guys or the girls, but for for the wife's perspective, Rita made a huge point to say, you know, the guys always feel like they have to be the strong one. They have they they have this expectancy of what they're supposed to be as a dad as a husband you know in their job this is the persona that they're supposed to be and and the strength they're supposed to carry and underneath all that strength as much as they don't like to admit it sometimes there is a vulnerable space where things just attack the foundation and she says if you can't give him a place to come home and open up and just let him let everything out to you, that foundation chips big time. We're the people that help keep that foundation intact. I'm the one when Quincy's going through something that I can be the voice that says, babe, that's not you. You know, the reason this is bothering you is because this isn't you. The reason that this situation is really starting to to wrinkle your attitude is because that's not who you are. You don't agree with this because it's not who you are. Mm -hmm. So now we're in a place where he trusts me enough to call out and say, dude, that's not you. Something's up. This is not you. I'm in a place where he can call me out. He sees things and in, in behaviors that I don't even notice sometimes I'm spiraling out. I don't catch it. But because we've created this place and given permission, he can call me on it and, and, you know, I'm noticing you're withdrawing. I'm noticing you're, you're pulling away from everybody more. Or, you know, you're walking around with kind of this edge. Perfect example. Perfect example. Um, I was having a moment the other day and the noise level was getting to me the, the, And I'm trying really hard not to squash the kids because they're having fun. They're not doing anything wrong. I was just struggling and my anxiety was pretty high and I was getting frustrated. So I put my headphones on and cranked it while I was cooking dinner. And one in particular just would not stop messing with me. He just wanted to play so bad. But Quincy walked in the room, took one look at my face, caught him and it's like timing. 
this is this is not the timing this face right here mm-hmm. tells me you need to back up yeah and it's just it's also a way to to teach your kids those things you know most of the time the kids notice there are certain behaviors about me that they notice and they're like okay hands off and it's not that i'm being mean it's just you can tell i'm stressed over something and i need space this was just one of those moments where i had been stressing leave me alone leave me alone i don't want to play i'm not in this mood right now and it just kept coming but dad walks in and I'm safe now because dad just walked in and took that away. And it's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm comfortable enough to not lose my crap and have to defend myself because you're doing it for me. And at the same time, you didn't call me on it. You didn't ask me what was going on. You didn't put me on the spot. You just simply walked by and rubbed my shoulders, gave me a kiss on the cheek and kept going. But it was enough. So later you could ask me about it. It's just knowing those those keys. It's, yeah, it's, it's having, huge. It's, it's, there's a lot to having finesse as well. And yeah. you learn, over time, you learn to finesse it. I mean, I could, um, I could exploit that in public and make you feel very badly about it and just be an a-hole. But there's a finesse to it where you can address it a certain way in the moment and then you know, we could talk about Dude, it. Dude, you can diffuse doors. a bitch real fast. And I'm not saying that derogatory. I'm saying when when I'm frustrated or my anxiety is up, I lash. Not intentional. It's a protective mode. It's just I I need to process through what's going on. And anxiety can sometimes be hard. Yeah. There are moments where, you know, maybe you just got bad news and you're just trying to process through it and you've got all this other stuff going on around you. You can call that person out. God, you're being such a bitch right now. What is wrong with you? Or why are you giving me such an attitude? You could call those things out. And I guarantee you, you are going to unleash exactly what you said. Yep. Or you can take the softer route, which for me benefits big time of giving me a kiss on the cheek, rubbing my shoulders, giving me a hug, giving that comfort to just say, okay, have your minute. Because usually once that happens, two things happen. One, I soften because you're not calling me out on it. I know that I'm in this position. I just need a few minutes. And two, I'm going to talk to you about it because you've just shown me you're not going to attack me on it. Yeah. The minute you attack, I'm on it. Yeah. I'm I'm coming at you. And I, I see that as like what you've written down here where it's like be mindful of behaviors when you see like we observe each other. You and I do. We just do. And when you see things that are out of character, you're asking questions subtly or like we've talked about in the past, we're th- we'll throw out a buzzword and that's like a valve check or it's like, whoa, oh, you're probably right. I am doing that because some of these things you do without knowing yeah. you do them, myself included. I'm saying you as in you generally. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's the other thing. And when it comes down to it, you know, we, it's imperative that we become a soft place for our spouse, us guys. And we don't use it. We don't joke about it. There's just some things you don't joke about it, even if they're funny. But I know this has been game changer for us. And I know it can be game changer for you in whatever version you seek to put in your marriage. And I'd be interested to see, 
you know, what do you think? What does your wife think? What do y'all think? Do you already have this? Are you great at it? What, what do you are, do? Yeah, what do you do? What are your successes? Let us know. You know the easiest way to talk to me anyway is to go to manversusmarriagepodcast.com. And you can click on that little button that looks like my face, and we can start conversing over Messenger. That's just the easiest way. Um, and if I don't get back to you in a very short amount of time, send an email, because maybe my notifications are not working that day for some reason. Some of the, some of the emails, though, go to spam. They'll go to spam for some reason, and I'll see them weeks later, and it's like, no, how did this happen? Yeah. And then I'll email the person back, and it's like, F you, dude. You didn't care. I don't hear anything back, so I'm just assuming that's the, what the person's saying. Uh, but assuming. Yes, indeed. Anyway, like, subscribe the podcast. Make sure you check out our website. You'll um, see a recent blog post I did about why I suck at blogging and why it, you know, it kind of tempered off. Anyway, a soft place to land. Check it out, dude. Go create it. I hope things are good. Thank you for listening. I'm Quincy. She's Jeannie. And this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. For a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself. It's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.